you have been someone who's always focused a lot on the commons, which I think is very important uh, in terms of understanding where we are. When you look at the bailouts and the sort of consolidations that are coming, particularly in the United States, what do you think see as the long-term economic consequences of the pandemic? Well, uh, things are in very sad sense pretty ironic now. Conservative politicians are doing things which if uh, left democratic politicians were to do it, he would be accused of introducing communism or whatever and so on and so on. Boris Johnson temporarily nationalized the British railways. Trump is now evoking that Cold War law which allows him to give direction to run industry and so on and so on, all that stuff. So obviously, as even such a guy who he admits it, he admires capitalism, like Bill Gates, he wrote in a recent short comment that obviously markets cannot do the job. You need a whole set of measures which, and I don't use this, what I will say now, for praising communism and so on. We will enter, if you ask me, and again, I'm not glad about it, it will be a sad period. A period of, unfortunately, what I cannot call, but wartime communism. More communism of misery. What do I mean by this? Isn't it clear that uh, in order for our societies to more or less survive in an orderly way, you have to take care or the state together with people and so on, you have to guarantee that some basic things will function. Not only healthcare for all, and even Bill Gates admits it here, healthcare must be global healthcare. You cannot have United States relatively safe and across the border pandemics and so on. We need some kind of a, not only a universal healthcare within singular state, but some kind of global healthcare system which coordinates the efforts and so on. This means scientific research, collaboration. This means, uh, this means uh, a coordination of who is producing respirators, masks, all that stuff and so on. But this is not all. Next thing, now, and this is almost uh, a touching, I almost cried Marxist moment for me, how we became aware of how false the formula lockdown is. Are we aware how many people, people whom we simply didn't notice, have, have to go on working so that we can be, nobody is really safe, relatively safe in our uh, isolated apartments. Food delivery, electricity, trash, not to uh, uh, some uh, healthcare and so on. Many so it's uh, lockdown is an option for a privileged minority. Look at the situation in India where they tried to do a lockdown and it turned ridicule. Because what about we are talking? I read about millions of people who simply in big cities like Mumbai, New Delhi, didn't even have a home. They simply were selling something on the street. They were sleeping there in a corner. So what does it mean go home for them? 
Not to mention, of course, all the millions of refugees all about Middle East and at other places. They they cannot self-isolate. They don't have a, they don't have a place where to isolate and so on. So this is the first thing. This is now and here markets cannot do the job. We cannot say, oh, do we have enough money for this? No, we have to think in different terms. Our societies are developed enough to produce healthcare equipment, enough food and so on, but we will have to organize it. And I don't know how this will work in the United States. In Europe, since spring is here, there is already in most of European states, developed states, Germany, France, even in my state, Slovenia, a big problem. Spring harvest is approaching. We were all relying on, on immigrant guest workers from other less developed parts, like, I don't know, uh, hundreds of thousands of people from Spain and southern Italy came to France and so on. Now, because there is a lockdown, they cannot do it. How to do it? Up to a point, you can do it with volunteers. But food provision is crucial. Who knows? Maybe some kind of almost wartime mobilization will be needed. Young people who are now unemployed and so on will have to be literally mobilized. So, uh, uh, and then another thing, this is one of the few bright spots, what people from Latin America from Spain and even from Southern Italy, my links there are telling me, how all those organizations that we usually like to dismiss as simply crime organizations, proved quite efficient. For example, do you know in Sicily who is now distributing freely food to the poor? Of course, probably with their own calculation. It's mafia. And the most beautiful thing, it almost made me cry. You know, a friend friend from Rio de Janeiro wrote to me, you know, in, in favelas there, gangs who are usually fighting for the territory, they concluded peace and are organizing help for destitute loan people there, and so on, and so on. So my point is what? My point is now almost everybody is, that's my irony, not even a socialist, but almost a communist. They admit it. We need international cooperation, real cooperation, because, again, you cannot have one side of the border epidemics, the other side is safe. We need efficient state which, if necessary, breaks all the rules of the market and so on just to deliver. These are matters of survival. And in Spain, I was told, there were beautiful moments how in local communities, people self-organized, you know. It's almost like, I think, in Cuba, and I'm not a believer in Castro, but they still have this, how do they call them? local committees of revolution, which yeah, take care yeah. of the law. Now they're re-emerging in, in Italian, Spanish cities, but in a positive way. People simply ask, okay, who are the old people who live alone in our block? What can we do for them? And so on and so on. But, uh, but I, I, on the other hand, it's a dangerous moment. Every politician is already Well, Zizek, it. I want to, uh, Slavoj, real quick, I want to just inject two things into this that are I'm important. I'm very sorry. You have no, 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 no. full right to interrupt me. I talk too much, yes? <laughs> 
We love you talking, and I have a full right to interrupt. So the, it's a dialectic. So the, Comrade Stalin would be proud of you. But you well, know. this is the highest praise of Stalin <laughs> through you. But this yeah. also reminds me of this book uh, that came out called The People's Republic of Walmart, how the world's largest corporation are laying the foundation of socialism. And this is actually something I want you to expand on first, the idea that in the complexity and the centralization of those supply chains that you see at something like yeah. Walmart actually debunks the idea that like, oh, no, 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 it could never be that central. It could never, be, it could never work like that. It needs to be kind of more horizontal and so on. It shows that in certain ways you can plan like that. But it's not being planned in a democratic direction. It's being planned in the Walmart direction, which loops back to your point. Yes, absolutely agree with you. And I'm well aware how dangerous also the situation is for new forms of corruption here. Yes. I don't blame capitalists as persons, but such a situation solicits corruption. So I'm here very realist. I am for these necessary communist measures. By communist measures, don't be afraid. I don't mean Central Committee will r- r- run United States, but I mean, let's, I mean, almost, and this is a cruel irony in what I'm saying now. I mean, almost what Trump is doing now, and Trump is not my, when he says we need so many respirators, masks, and so on, giving orders to industry. <laughs> but this has to be done in a, transparent way, you know, which is my formula when a journalist asks me what kind of a communism I imagine. And I uh, answered him, communism with Julian Assange. (laughs) Somebody like Assange, this is what China is missing. I'm not pro-Chinese. And now I will tell you something for which now many people who thought I'm now praising China, total control, they did it. You know, no. There are good reasons that if the Chinese wouldn't miss at the very beginning of December, the the first weeks, it would just have remained a local epidemic there. Second, yeah. No, but real quick, I mean, I, I want to tease that out, though, because what, how do you connect that, that Trump is bullshitting a lot of this? So, like, he says we should do defense production, but he's not actually doing it. He's letting them price gouge. Where is the gap between the rhetoric, which Trump actually does very well at times, but it's yeah. not getting implemented uh, as one lane? Then there's the other, and maybe we could connect this with China. You've warned us, and we've talked before about the idea of the Singapore world, that everywhere will kind of turn into a kind of platform surveilled capitalism. And then the third thing that you're talking about, which is maybe this opening to reject the market logic. Do you see those three? I see those three horizons. I see the Trump bullshit artistry, and we're price gouging, and we're doing Reaganism here, which is why it's such a disaster. Yeah. Then I see people being drawn to uh, an authoritarian narrative that has efficacy. So China is very complicated, and I think we need to critique where China has clearly failed and not been transparent. And then on the other hand, they're building hospitals in a matter of days. The United, the world is going to look at that with a lot of admiration. But and then know, is there a social response? Yeah, but I will give you now uh, why, as if. Now, I will sound horrible, some leftist will lynch me for saying this. But why, as if the alternative is China or Trump, 
let's look at, okay, Singapore made a mistake because they opened up too fast. Now it's growing a little bit, but it's sad to say this, but the countries which are, which did it correctly, I think, are, and that's why China doesn't want them mentioned, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and South Korea. South Korea, yeah. South Korea, they did it. I don't know. I don't want to be a racist. Is it their tradition of social discipline and so on? But look at Hong Kong, the, the ferocious demonstrations that went on for, for, uh, for months, for half a year before the epidemics, proved that they certainly are not in their nature totalitarian. But nonetheless, they did it in an organized way. So uh, uh, Korea, look at Korea and so on. Uh, uh, look at Taiwan. So it can be done. It can be done. But the basic thing is here also we, now I will say something sad for some of the leftists. We from the left should, this is the motive I always repeat. We from the left should, we need an efficient state now. No, we should maybe not becoming obsessed with this Giorgio Agamben motive, oh, those in power will use this as a tool of new totalitarian control. Probably they will try. But you know, what is my main counter argument? And they, those in power, are aware of it. It's not we ordinary people who are terrorized by them. They are in a panic. They don't know how to solve it. They are under test. What I fear almost more is that, uh, is that the, 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 the people will, that the people's trust into authority will be undermined. But we need now some kind of functioning government authority which people trust at least minimally. And from what I hear in the United States, Okay, it's not as simple as that. Trump talks a lot, but things are happening at different level. Governors in some states try to be more efficient and so on and so on. So now we can see how Trump is not an efficient central leader. No, he talks too much. He is not enough of an efficient leader. For well, that's me. an interesting... Right, but so that's a... That, let's, let's tease that out. So there's... The fact that governments will use this in new authoritarian directions, that's a policy concern. That's a big, I mean, but, in the United but, States. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's crucial to remember that they are also in a panic. And Absolutely. They, and they are in a panic. No question. Now. And then the next we, two we things that are People can tell them, listen, you gave us orders. We self-isolate, blah, blah, blah. Now show us the results. Well, that's the point I wanted to make, which is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the middle of that, there's definitely, of course, I mean, this reasserts the, the importance of state power, state action, and enough buy-in from the public to support that, which you have in South Korea as an example. In the yeah. United States, it goes state by state, but you have many places where you could not try, you know, if the governor of Florida is keeping the beaches open or Andrew Cuomo is trying to cut Medicaid in the middle of a pandemic, which he is, that leads people to have the paradox of the leaders are terrified. We need a government efficiency now, but we cannot have buy-in because the, 
the responses of failure. Yeah, and that's 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 the danger. I also I don't know if it is true also for the state of New York, but French Pro California are telling me that that when people began to shop like crazy in the first moments of panic, even before pharmacies were emptied, it was gun stores which in California were <laughs> all, all, all across. Yes. All across. Yeah. And I think you see, this is madness because just try to think what is the secret scenario? What what situation do they fear? They they have seen probably too many Hollywood movies or what, and they think of the epidemics in these old categories of crazy infected zombies attacking your house. You need enough guns to protect it. It it doesn't it doesn't work like that. The second thing that I worry about is again the long term economic consequences. For example, as I said, we will need really some kind of, some measures of, I hope it will not be as bad as it was in the old times of communism, wartime communism. By this, I mean the state has the right, if necessary, to mobilize people, to distribute food, and so on and so on. I think this can be done if there is enough trust between people and state and state apparatuses, this can be done even with in an enthusiastic way. For example, okay, don't talk, don't mention to me Boris Johnson. He screwed it up. That's why England will have more debt than Spain and Italy. But nonetheless, it was a nice moment when they appealed to young people to offer their services as volunteers. Instantly, around half a million people volunteered. Yes. And once you trigger this, this this is my hope. I'm not talking, it will be a poor time. I'm not talking now, we will have communism in this emphatic leftist sense, society of affluence and so on and so on. I'm just saying, my God, what Bill Gates is saying. Markets cannot do the job here. And uh, even the state with only more authoritarian measures, cannot do it. Because then people will react, not take it seriously, and so on and so on. It's it's measures which I, in my crazy jargon, designate as potentially communist. I don't mean any 19th century dream. I simply mean the state power cannot rule alone. It has to rely on the local self-organization in parts of the city, and so on, and so on. Uh, as I said, the examples of Spain in Madrid, I was told this works. Second thing, the state has to, some, in some way, Bill Gates says this, directly impose measures on economy, regulate economy, and so on. I, still, some competition maybe is needed here to, to prevent corruption, and so on. I admit, and I cannot emphasize this enough, international cooperation, which has to be raised at a new level. And here even Europe is disappointing me. I don't know how it is in other parts, and but European Union didn't succeed in imposing an order. It's just one state trying to snatch half steel provisions from another state 
like for example, it happened already a couple of times, this scandal in Europe. One big state, I don't know, France or Germany, bought 10 million masks from a Chinese company, then they learned, oh, the other state, I don't know which one, offered more money and so on, this chaos, this chaos. This is what happened in state to state in the United States. Sorry, another thing which is important, it is very sad news, although not catastrophic, most of us, large majority will survive and so on, but, you know, two things are unfortunately becoming clear. The first one is that, you remember those dreams we were dreaming a month or two ago? Oh, this is just a winter thing with spring heat, it will disappear. Well, it doesn't quite look that way. It will last. It's not a matter of, oh, be patient a little bit in August, you will take a holiday already. No, probably there will be, and again, it's a danger of authoritarian temptation here. Probably we will have to get classified like people like me. I'm 71 with diabetes and so on. You stay isolated as long as possible. Others and so on can do it. What interests me, because you know what's the tragedy of what you mentioned, exit strategy. The tragedy is that we don't know enough to plan it and we are de facto making experiments. For example, in Europe, All our eyes are now turned towards Sweden because they opted not for total closure. Restaurants, schools still work. It looked bad. Now it doesn't look so bad. Uh, Numbers of death, the number of those who die are falling and so on and so on. But again, you cannot trust all these official statistics. So again, my crazy formula, communism with Julian Assange. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Real quick, Slava, just in the last couple of minutes, I like this idea of communism with Julian Assange. I also want to say, and we've covered this on the show, the United States has been, this is the most despicable thing I've seen, has actually gone and sent out ships to to intervene and take uh, a philanthropist was sending a handful of oxygen masks to Barbados. A U.S. ship blocked it, took it back to the United States. So there are these anti-international obscenities taking place. But I, as a lesson for the left, and just take a minute or two and then we'll wrap up, but I really think this is important. The habit that we have is to always go to a place of defeat or hopelessness. This is a terrible psychology of win, frankly. So when you talk about recognizing that those in power are panicked and terrified, what is the psychological payoff for us to not see that and maybe change our habits around recognizing that we aren't just the ones that are panicked. We aren't just the ones that are on the receiving end. There's possibility outside uh, uh, for those who want to move in a, in a, a left direction as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think it has to be done in a mutual way. Those in power have to realize that they cannot do it without us people trusting them and, and, and vice versa and so on. It's clear that it's clear from the successful cases, like relatively successful, like South Korea, Taiwan, uh, uh, Norway up to a point, New Zealand. New Zealand, for example, there is a tremendous amount of trust between, let's say, 
government and ordinary people. But uh, can I briefly conclude with the story that Please. I think uh, brings together the danger? It's an old story, Sheldon Oriental, quoted by the British playwright and writer Somerset Mom. You maybe know it. There is a John O'Hara novel, uh, Appointment in Samara. An ordinary servant encounters in a, on a market in Samara uh, 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 death. And death looks at him, shocked. And the guy runs away to his master and says, Dad wanted to kill me on the market. Uh, please, I want to escape to Samara right all the night and blah, blah, blah. And then the angry boss of that servant goes to the market and asks Dad, why did you frighten? Why do you want to kill my servant? And the dad answers, you know what? No, no, it, my gaze was not was not anger, it was a surprise. Why is he here when tomorrow I have an appointment with him in Samara? <laughs> you know, the guy escaping, you know. So that's the danger with this opening and so on. You know, it's a horrible situation. If we remain in lockdown for too long, I don't know how it is in the United States, but in my country, all what they consider unnecessary medical exams, they are following how your cancer is delivered. All is postponed. And this will be then that it's quite possible if this pandemic will not be too heavy that there will be much more damage at that level. So that, you know, we see death, which is pandemic. We run to Samara. Oh, appointment with Samara is then economic consequences then. That's the problem. How to find, and again, there are small signs of hope, uh, 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 New Zealand, Taiwan, and so on, that it can be done. The right, it's a very fragile line of opening. Here, I even agreed, sorry for this obscenity, with Trump, who said that country cannot be eternally into a lockdown. This is typical upper-class idea. Lockdown means all those invisible providers still work. Some kind of opening to get to them, but how to do it? And this is the main challenge. Slava Zizek, we really appreciate you. Next time... I appreciate you. I think in these times, which present themselves as times of permissiveness, democratic opening, and so on. Are we aware how the space of a true free debate is more and more limited from the right, from the politically correct left? And I think you, out of the mainstream big media, you are the only ones who are practicing what one of my favorite philosophers, Immanuel Kant, called public use of reason. By this, he didn't mean state as representative of the public. He meant a piece outside institutional control. This is needed more than ever today, not to sow the usual mistrust into state, but precisely to keep the relations transparent, to develop the mutual trust between sides. Because you know what's the problem? Uh, politics remains, sorry, just to conclude an important thing. I agree with Greta science. But scientists themselves, and it's not just that some of them are bright, scientists themselves are not of one opinion. They are divided. You know, these decisions, do we open? How many lives do we risk if we abolish 
and to what degree should be uh, 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 should we uh, abolish the lockdown and so on. These are not simply scientific decisions. Politics enters here. So I don't agree with those who claim now it's just efficient government and science. No, politics is happening now, as you see in the United States. Slavoj, can I just sign off and give you a really quick joke? It's a, we'll take you 20 seconds and then we'll go. But Absolutely. I just, all right, I'm inspired to tell you this joke. And I will tell everybody again for anybody gets, uh, you know, concerned. I have Jewish background, but I love this joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, a handful of middle-aged Jewish ladies are out for lunch. And the waiter comes in the middle of the meal and he says, is anything okay? This is my favorite right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, uh, unfortunately, I hope you had the same thing as me, or I rather don't hope in my mind that that's what we are, what, that's my attitude when I look at the news. Like, is anything, <laughs> exactly. okay? is anything good that you hear in the news, you know? And you know, I'm yes. a weak person. Just the last thing you can cut. Don't you agree? I hate spiritualists now who are raising their head and said, oh, maybe this crisis will bring us more to our senses, that we will more think about deeper truth of life. No, this crisis is simply something horrible. I mean, I always distrusted this spiritual uh, dismissal of ordinary people. Ordinary people yes. want to yes. have their ordinary fun. There is nothing stupid in it. Horrible things are happening. Don't try to justify them with some shitty spiritual justification. As a, this, as a, I have a spiritual life, and I think it's interesting and important, but I actually think to deny how horrible it is negates the possibility of having that conversation in any way. So in other yeah. words, you know, that, and it reminds me of liberation theology. I mean, if you don't start in reality, then it's just escapism. Then that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, Slavoj, thank, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.